Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the EPL Boys podcast. It is the boys ready to review a couple of finals that happened over the weekend. One good, one bad. And if you didn't watch them, we'll let you know which one is which. Because good lord was one dog shit, but one was absolutely impeccable. But first, as always, JD, how was your weekend? How was your weekend of watching late football? My weekend was pretty good over overall. Um, watching football was nice. You know, watching the culmination of these tournaments that we've been talking about for the last couple weeks. Um, on a bad note, my girlfriend uh, sprained. Well, we thought it was broken. She sprained her ankle on Saturday while Oof. I was watching the Copa America final, and I had to go pick her up because she was she was like five minutes away, and that's that wasn't fun. So I was she, very uh, insensitive having- of her to do that during the Copa. Very like yeah. just really really inconsiderate of her to to yes, choose to have very that. inconsiderate. <laughs> but yeah, overall it was a good weekend. Uh, this my weekend coming up is going to be fucking amazing. I'm I'm heading down to Savannah, Georgia for a bachelor party. Oh, for real? Five day weekend. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. Damn, hitting the beach, couple days, going out, clubbing. It's gonna be fucking. Savannah's sick. Savannah's gorgeous. It's like part of like that like older Georgia because I've been because like because like. Southern Georgia, near where I am, because I'm in North Florida, it's, like, really pretty. It's really, like, historic, and Savannah's, like, one of the best cities in Georgia. It's beautiful, It man. seems like it. It's gorgeous. Yeah, plus, plus, we got this giant Airbnb, and it's within walking distance, like, two blocks away from a convenience store that sells beer. So nice. that, that's That was important. That was important. Well, yeah, because, like, they don't sell beer up there, right? Like, you can't get that at, like, a convenience store? Or can you? What, in PA? Yeah. I don't know if that's no, a, you you can. Oh. They just have to have a liquor. They just have to have a license. So like uh. the sheets and the Wawa's usually have like the sheets and the Wawa gas stations usually have it, but your re- like random like gas station won't. Yeah, true. Because you have to pay for the. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, Matt, your yeah. weekend. Hey, I mean, hey, man, my weekend was good. It was surprisingly <clears throat> nice weather for at least little bits and pieces. Uh, JD and I have been dealing with what basically is Armageddon outside of our windows, where basically it'll be sunny for bad. like it'll like be sunny for one moment and then like the next moment it is like 80 mile an hour winds with like rain and thunderstorms and you can't even see out your front door okay it's like, it sounds like yeah. thursday afternoon yeah it's <laughs> like it's like we're getting all the best parts of florida without any of the like low you know income like the low uh property tax and like you know yeah I, I, I could use some of that right now. But no, everything was good. Everything was great. Um, I'm excited to break down these games. I'm excited about a lot of things. Um, just to lead into the episode, though, I am wearing my Marcus Rashford jersey, obvious reasons, and I'm drinking Italian beer, uh, followed up by obvious reasons. Mm. You have very, very conflicting interests right now. <laughs> I have a friend who's Canadian. And because you guys pretty much describe Florida weather, and, and it was like I think 85 degrees in Canada one day oh, about a week ago, and he messaged me. He was like, "Dude, I'm never gonna make fun of you ever again for complaining about the heat." 
It's it's 80... unbelievable. Wait, he complained at eighty five degrees. Yeah, he's Canadian, dude. It barely gets ca- over seventy. <laughs> one of my he's, one dude, of my, How about when one... Texas yeah. when well, went to a well, fucking frenzy when so, there was an inch of snow? That's, that's the same thing though. They're just, was... it's their infrastructure. They're just not built for that. They're the built fu- different, and by different I mean bad. But the funny thing yeah, is, though, poorly. my my one but my one buddy, like he's from New Jersey, grew up, born and raised. He had to move out to Texas, and like for him and his wife, it was no problem whatsoever. They're like, yeah, a little snow, this is fine. The rest of his entire neighborhood was like, oh my god, we're all gonna die. Like this is this is literally going to be the end. This is it. This is the end. This is it. But before we get into the games, we do have some. Uh, news about the podcast this will be my final podcast i don't know if we've talked about it on social media but this will be my last podcast i've decided to stop podcasting as a whole it's just not something that i feel like doing anymore um the show will still go on it's not ending but it's just something that i don't really feel like doing anymore just hosting in general just it's just it's hard for me to balance doing this after work and, and my current new work schedule which is not the same as it was when we first started I'm extremely busy now. I just don't really have the time to focus on the pod like I would like to. So it's to me that means it's time to do other things. So um, it's been awesome. I've fucking I've really enjoyed it. It was really cool to get into um, to kind of like dip my toes in the water and see if I I like it. But at the moment, it's not really something that I want to keep pursuing. But who knows? Maybe maybe one day I'll come back and I'll, I'll host another one. I don't know. Maybe. But all I know is the show will go on. Matt and JD will be uh, will be still hosting it, and the pod will be in great hands for, for, for many, many, many episodes to come. But for me, this is, this is going to be it. I, I think it's, it's time for me to kind of move on and do other things. So with that, we will get into the games because it's not going to be a somber episode. We're still going to talk about some fucking great things that happened over the weekend. And do, to kick I this off, I don't want to close my eyes. Matt, I don't want to fall asleep because I'll miss you, Logan, <laughs> and I don't want to miss a thing. Well, let's start with Messi finally won an international trophy. Argentina didn't fuck this guy. He finally won something. It was against Brazil. The game was awful. There's not really a whole lot to talk about. Di Maria scored, which made it even worse for you, Matt. But Messi finally, finally won. A international competition. It's about fucking time. Yeah, straight up on the Di Maria thing. I was literally in our group chat, <laughs> like shit talking the hell out of Di Maria. Like basically calling him like he's always the fourth best player on every team. He's never good when he's the gotta be the star. And then he's got to do a fucking FIFA chip to a freaking goal. That and finish I'm just, was good though. And, that was and a I'm, good finish. Oh, it was a good finish. Okay, I'm not gonna lie to you, Di Maria still shit. But yes. Um, in, I don't, I'm not even calling Still this snake. game. Th- this wasn't even a football game. This was basically MMA on a soccer field. Like that's all this was. Cause late yeah. challenges all over the place. No attempt to play the ball ever. Like I'm very surprised that this was the game that didn't have a red card. Like looking at all these other games that have had red cards really cheaply. This is the one game where I'm like, man, I am really freaking surprised that this game finished 11 v 11. But yes, even though Messi almost messed it up at the end, Argentina finally Yeah, I know how he missed line. that chance, bro. Yeah. I watched it and I was like, Messi, you got to fucking put that away, dude. I immediately I said, the second he missed that shot, I looked right at our friend and I was just like, 
Brazil's going to score now. Like, Brazil has to score. Like, there's no way that Messi gets to miss a one-on-one with the keeper and doesn't pay for it. But yes, uh, to the dismay of all Ronaldo fuckboys, the one thing Ronaldo had over Messi is officially gone and dusted. Messi has his first international trophy, and now I never want to talk about it ever the fuck again. Yeah, it's probably going to be his only one. Um, I don't know how many more years he has left with Argentina, and just as a whole, playing at the level that he needs to to carry a team. Well, to I well, guess he, 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 in, in, he in the he, in the knockout stages, he pretty much carried Argentina. He was kind yeah. of nowhere in the game, but good lord, he scored. Well, I think he had four straight games with with a direct goal contribution. Nuts. I look Absolutely at it from the. I just look. At, I just look at it from the point of view. You know what? He could just retire and unretire like ninety-five more times he, yeah, he, in his he, career. He could like, be Jordan. He could just be. He, he could just be Michael Jordan. He could just come back, leave, come back, leave, and he'd what, still be the like, goat. It doesn't matter. Like one of my buddies literally reminded me today. They're just like, yeah, remember when Messi retired from international soccer? I go, oh yeah, that was a thing. Like that was actually yeah. a thing. But now he came back, and JD, he finally won one. Brazil played not great. Argentina didn't play great either, but it was really bad defending by, I think, Red and Lodi, who just f- ignored Di Marie on the overlap. And it was a good finish. I was going to go ahead and say, because it's my last episode, Allison would have saved that. Fuck you, Ederson. Allison would have saved that. <laughs> I'm I going mean, out with a yeah, bang. <laughs> over- overall, it wasn't that great of a game. I mean, the goal, as as good of a goal as it was i mean it was just a classic counter like fast break and yeah. brazil were just playing too high up and di maria just saw that space Renalodi did not see him and it, it can happen i mean it can happen at any level the fact that it happened in a, in a final is very suspect for for brazil's defense um the one thing i will say is neymar i mean come on man he he drank. He, I, I'm trying to think how many Red Bulls he must have drank because boy had some fucking wings. He was floating all over the pitch. I mean, anytime somebody got near him, he was down. I, I just I I would love to to get a statistic on that game about about how long he was on the ground during that game in in the 90 minutes because I we 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 expect it now, but still, it's just Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like he he will just go I mean, down I, it anytime and then the one time the one time near the end of the game where he just rode like three challenges and stayed up i'm like dude you're not yeah, do- doing I yourself do any that. favors like you're not doing yourself a single favor like the fact that when oh when it look. matters he'll stay a, up like yeah it's, oh. it's a bad look whenever he can take on three dudes and not fall down but yeah Matt, i think you brought up while we were watching who draws more fouls Grealish or neymar and I think it's probably close. It's probably really close because Grealish wipes the floor in the Premier League with with fouls called, and it's but he, it's the same. He tactic. actually he gets hit I, I, though. That's the thing. He actually he actually really. gets fouled. No, I I, no, I, he I does. agree. He does. I agree one. I agree one hundred percent with JD on this one. Like Jack Grealish walks away from games with his shins cut up. Neymar gets more because he doesn't wear socks. Well, the I, shins are hey, exposed. Hey, that's that's here that's here and or there. I mean. <laughs> He needs the aerodynamics, man. Yeah. He's that's just his, he shaves that's his just legs and doesn't wear socks. He's a swimmer. Hold yeah. on. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Jack Grealish would pull his socks all the way up his shins if they could actually fit. Have you seen that dude's legs? That's a good tree, point. They're that's a very trucks. good point. They don't make socks that are girthy enough. He needs two, like, fucking or, like, wooden <laughs> barrels around his legs to be able to wear socks. It's ridiculous. But good for Messi. Very happy for him. I think all the Argentinian players 
were really, really, really doing it for him. Oh, Man yeah. Man of the match for me was Rodrigo DePaul. He was immaculate, and there's reports that he's going to Atletico Madrid for about $35 mil, it's confirmed. Which is, it's confirmed. That's it's such confirmed. a good not, buy, man. Not only, not only does he get some credit, let's give some credit to Emiliano Martinez. You know, we're an EPL yeah, he Boys was podcast. Too. Dude, the entire tournament, this guy was phenomenal. Absolutely incredible. I mean, honestly, I just keep thinking back to the Yuri Mina save, where he basically, like, Live on air, everyone heard every word. He just shit talked the fuck out of this guy. I know where you're going. You're scared. You're not gonna make this. And then saves the penalty. Yo, Emiliano Martinez, mm. like FIFA, if you're listening right now, this guy needs an uh, upgraded card in the worst way humanly possible. Yeah, home homeboy needs to be like near like the the best of the best in the Premier League. He's just as good as any keeper in the Prem, in my opinion. But speaking of Premier League players and Premier League teams, let's talk about the Euros because there's a whole lot more to talk about and break down in this game than there was in the Copa America final. Uh, Italy won three two on penalties. It was one one after extra time. JD, did you say it would go to extra time? I think you called it going extra time. Okay, listen, let me clear the air about something okay. that a certain listener brought up to me in private. Uh, I predicted 1-1 and England would lose on penalties and it would be Raheem Sterling who misses the penalty. So I was like 95% right. You were damn close. You were fucking yes. damn close. That Shout was out a hell Trump. of a uh, But this, the, the other part was that it was kind of awkward because of what actually transpired and it's like oh god i wish i wouldn't have made that uh that uh, uh prediction because of what has happened in the last two days yeah um which is very unfortunate Fair. yeah it, but quite unfortunate yeah. quite unfortunate but uh yeah uh, italy were the better team statistically i mean they they had way more possession they have that they, they have more shots on target they they were statistically better england scoring Within three minutes, I think, was Luke Shaw's goal, of all people, first England goal. Probably going to be his only yeah, England crazy. goal. It was a fucking, fucking crazy And it goal. was a great finish. Like, he hit it off the half volley. He waited perfectly for it to just barely bounce off the turf and skip it right, like, right past Donnarumma. That was an unbelievable finish. Yeah, and it's I, funny, I, too, that, like, he was on the left wing. If Sterling shot that, he would have missed, probably. But fucking Luke Shaw scores, and I'm just like, well, he should be playing left wing. <laughs> At this point, and I know Matt and all the all, all the United fans were coming in their fucking pants oh, whenever oh, that happened. Yeah, it was the, a the, the awesome goal. The neighbors were very worried as this one random guy was running down the street with a Man United jersey swinging in the air, just screaming, "That's my left back! That's my left back!" Yeah. Um. Italy though scoring Benucci off of kind of like a. Off of a corner, a couple bounces, a couple deflections did go England's way, and then he just kind of was able to tap it in for them. Um, two two defenders being the only people scoring in this game. Definitely didn't see that coming, but um, expected goals had Italy winning like crazy. They created more chances, more big chances. Um, they had way more passes completed. Way, they, they succeeded in way more passes. I mean, they had 19 shots to six. They were the better team. And we can kind of break down England's tactics because – they scored after three minutes, and then they just looked like they were holding on. It's really what it was. They they just really were passive. They weren't aggressive. They didn't make aggressive subs. They didn't play with a team 
trying to expand on a lead. They were playing with a team trying to hold on to a lead, which ended up biting them because it's, I mean, it's, I'm, I know you score in, in, in the third minute, but it's only one goal. Like, you can't play like that unless you're more than two up. We've said it before. I, I mean, we were preaching it this season, watching like Spurs and Jose Mourinho with his tactics. Every time Spurs would go up, well, no, they would just park the bus and they ended up losing a lot of games late in the. Um, in the 90 minutes because you can't just hold a 1-0 lead for 90 minutes against the best teams. You can't do it in the fucking Euro final either. So that's – it was, it was though, it was a very entertaining game. But, yeah, J.D., your thoughts on the game as a whole and what England could have done better to kind of hold this, hold this lead? Um, I, I think it was a good game. It was a good battle, at least in the sense that Italy were just – overtaking England most of the time. They, England defended pretty well for most of it, but but like you said, the, the, you can't just do that in a European Championship final. You can't just score an early goal and sit back. It, it felt like Jose Mourinho was coaching that side, uh, yeah. it, and it's insane. It was And Gareth Southgate, I, my biggest thing, his substitutions. You have so much depth on that England team. When it comes down to it, you have so much depth. When you can bring Marcus Rashford, Jack Grealish, Jaden Sancho, players like that off the Jordan Henderson off the bench, and you wait until like the 87th minute, or, or was it in extra time that he brought Rashford and Sancho in, just just for penalties? I think it, uh, it was really late. The 120th minute they brought in. So literally, literally the last minute, Jack Grealish came in in the 99th minute. Uh, and they Ridiculous. subbed in Saka in the 70th and Jordan Henderson in the 74th. So they only made two subs in the full 90 minutes. And then considering and then they subbed, hold on, they subbed Henderson off. Yeah, well, that's because he's he's not a good penalty taker, which that makes sense to me. But you get another I sub know, but... in the extra time as well. So he really had six subs, and he waited for fucking three of them to be made in extra time. Like he only made two throughout the whole regular 90. Right. It was ridiculous, and I, I just Italy outplayed England completely. Um, I think my man of the match, honestly, was, was Federico Chiesa. He was I, unbelievable. Every like, time he got I, the he ball, it looked like he was going to dribble straight into the goal. It was he, so good. He he almost ended Declan Rice's career. If he would have scored, I, I just I can think of one one dribble that he just dribbled circles around Declan Rice, who was a very good holding midfielder. And, and he just had no answer to it, and and Chiesa took a ripped a shot, and it was pretty close. Like, I yeah. the fact that he didn't score was wild, and it was really unfortunate that he ha- he had to go off injured. But I he was definitely my man of the match for sure. Yeah, he was he was absolutely absolutely sensational, and I'm right there with you with, um, the subs by Southgate. I really don't understand it at all, um, and all these subs came while they were like drawing you know what i mean like he didn't make these subs and then they scored like like at least scored in the 67th minute and then the 70th minute came then he made sub so i get it Saka for trippier that's a pretty good like attacking sub especially considering how they were playing and they moved to like a four bag after that but henderson for declan rice i don't really understand that substitution i don't get it Especially if your your intentions were to not keep the ball. Like, Jordan Henderson's not a counter-attacking midfielder. He's not going to get the ball and fucking, like, run with it and make good, like, runs on the counter. He's not going to do he's, that. He's good for, yeah, he's good for controlling exactly, the game. Exactly, yeah. But Which, at 1-1 in a final, you're not, you shouldn't be yeah, trying to control the game. Especially against Italy. When Italy controlled the game like crazy. And then they brought him in, which you would think would make England try to 
control the game and control the ball, which they didn't even do. Like, they didn't make any attempts for it. But just, like, subbing on Grealish in the fucking 100th minute is just unex- that's just that's inexcusable. And subbing two players on to, to take penalties, which they haven't even and which it, they haven't even had enough time to fucking warm up their knees, it was is while inexcusable. Def- it was while defending a corner, too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know. yeah exactly. It, yeah, it's like, come on. Corner. Manager managing or management 101. Do not do that. Like, yeah, that... I, it's I saw so it and I simple. was like, I was like, bro, if if they fucking score right now in this corner, South gets getting sacked immediately. Luckily, yeah, immediately. Get, but, um, I will say, I do, I do, th- I think that Southgate proved a lot of people wrong in this tournament. I feel like he is he improved his standings overall in terms of like the favor of a lot of England fans. Um, I don't think the people rate him as low as they did before, but um, that final game though, I really hurt him. But yeah, Matt, your feelings on the game. Um, I'm going to start with the good, and then I'm going to lead to the bad. The good thing is... And then the ugly. Yeah, the the good things the and the funny thing. You know what? I'm going to start with a funny thing, then go to good, then go to bad. Funny thing. The next time Manchester United is awarded a penalty, Bruno's going to go grab the ball, and Harry Maguire's just going to be like, nah, motherfucker, it's my time to shine. Harry Maguire might have hit the best penalty I've ever seen anyone hit ever in my entire life. Like... R.I.P. That, that GoPro. R.I.P. That yo, camera in that yeah, net. That GoPro yo, got demolished. I was, I was Watching sitting, it live, you saw the feed cut out. Yep. That was hilarious. I literally was sitting with a guy who deals with cameras all day, and he goes, yeah, that camera he just, like, broke? Yeah, that was, like, a thousand-plus-dollar camera, but it's okay. It's fine. You know, FIFA can it's afford fucked. it. <laughs> That's it, fucked. It's, that, oh, that camera's oh, it's, fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that camera... Honestly, if you're Harry Maguire, I would just take it home as a souvenir. Um... The other funny thing, imagine the best goal in, you know, the Euros for England, and it happens to come off Luke Shaw's foot. That's also another really funny thing. Now to the good. Italy, and honestly, Roberto Mancini. Bravo. Absolutely bravo. There are so many teams that would have gone down in, you know, when you go down that early in a game. Honestly, you look at this, you look at the Ukraine game, where... They went down in the third minute and never recovered. They just never recovered. They couldn't do anything. They did their subs a little too late. They didn't know when to change their game plan. My credit to Roberto Mancini for not only taking advantage of what England did, because England played the game into Italy's hands, and I'll explain that in a second, but to adapt to the game, make positive substitutions at the most critical times of the game and taking what England gave you and using it to your advantage. Italy had an absolutely phenomenal game. I I 100% agree that Donnarama is the player of the tournament. He, my God, the the biggest losers of this entire tournament is AC Milan because in the background of this entire tournament, AC Milan lost this guy on a fray. Like, that's kind of like... Yeah. How do you even like, let that happen? Like, how do you let, like, a 22-year-old a fucking generational keeper walk on a free? Like... That's I, unbelievable to me. Like, I, I just look at it from the point of view of, man, this... And the fact that he's only 22, 23 years old is also, like, fuck. This guy is literally going to be the best goal. And has over two hundred senior games for Ace Milan. Again, again, just so ridiculous. Just ridiculous. But uh, honestly, all credit to Italy. Um, they played the perfect game. They played the game they needed to play. And this is a team that just you know what? I mean, 
they went for it. And honestly, in the second half, I mean, they had to have owned at least 75% of the ball. Like, Italy wanted to win this game. Yeah, definitely. Italy wanted to win this game. England just wanted to not lose. And that is the difference between lifting a trophy and going home with nothing. Italy deserved to win this game. I don't care what England fans want to say. I really, again, your words are falling on deaf ears because you're you're wrong. You're just you're just wrong. Italy deserved to win this game. You're also game. losers. Imagine well, not winning a, an international competition this year. Couldn't be us. Yeah, just... I just, again, I look at it from the point of view of just, you know what? Italy took what England gave them, and they ran with it. Roberto Mancini proved why he is a winning coach with a winning mentality, and he does nothing but win. Great for him. This Italian national team, even with an aging back line, which, by the way, I just think Cellini and Benucci are just never going to retire. I just think as well. Like yeah, they're they ageless. just they're they're gonna play into their fifties and still be the best tandem center back pairing in the world. All right, now for the good stuff. Now for the reason why you've all shown up today. Let's talk about the English national Time team, band, boys and baby. girls. Let's talk about the England national team. How dare you disrespect your opponents again? Now I'm strictly talking about what's on the field because in a couple minutes we're gonna talk about everything off the field and we're going to go from there on the field how dare you gareth southgate not respect your opponent you're in a world cup you're a world cup you're in a euro final how dare you how dare you score a goal in the second minute and then assume that you could park the bus for 88 minutes how dare you this isn't a fucking manchester city versus burnley game on a fucking sunday morning at seven o'clock how dare you respect your opponent respect for the fact that you need to go get the goals you need to get them early and you need to get them fast and you need to put your opponent away the fact that you scored a goal in the third minute off of a fucking defender scoring and then fucking sitting back and dropping back italy had no answer when luke shaw and trippier were pushing forward they had no answer and honestly if england continued to push their wing backs up forward there would have been more goals. There was room to open up. What did England do? England had their wingbacks push back into a back five and basically playing almost a back seven with the fact that Phillips and Rice were not allowed to push forward. England parked the bus in the fifth minute of this game and right off the bat I could already tell this just won't end well. Like, what a poor mentality to have. So that's already strike number one on Gareth Southgate. Now let's go to strike number two on Gareth Southgate. You had the best. You had the best bench in the entire in the entire tournament. I described it in the last episode. You had cheat codes. You had actual cheat codes on the bench in Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho, Bakayo Saka. Jordan Henderson. Those are cheat codes. Those, All those players start for any other country in this tournament. And they're sitting on your bench. And you have the audacity to not make changes until the game is already well out of your hands. And how... Im- and just... The mentality of putting guys who have not touched the ball almost all tournament in Marcus Rashford and Jaden Sancho to only... For their first touches in weeks to be a penalty kick. That's not coaching. 
That's desperation. England need a better manager. England need someone better than that. My final point, and, and again, now players are starting to come out and they're starting to say things, and that is, how dare you let a 19-year-old take the most important penalty kick in your country's history? How dare you? Again, now there's all these rumors of people were saying no, people didn't want to, and things like that. How dare you take a 19-year-old and put him in a no-win situation? It's literally a no-win situation. First, his first professional penalty attempt. How dare, how dare him? How dare Gareth Southgate do that? He should be sacked on that statistic alone. You took a 19-year-old who's never taken a penalty kick in any professional game. This is a guy a year and a half ago people didn't know existed. And now he's in the Euros, and you're having him take the fifth penalty. How dare you? How absolute dare you? And now players like Jack Grealish are coming out saying that they told Southgate that they wanted to take the kick. They wanted to take that fifth kick. And it was Southgate's decision. I am sick to my stomach that you would allow a 19-year-old. Because if he misses this, you have to think in the back of your head, if this 19-year-old misses this, he might never recover mentally. You look at Marcus Rashford, 22. Jaden Sancho, 21. Bakayo Saka, 19. Yes, they're young, but they're young, you know, Englishmen of color in a very racist country. And again, I know we're going to get into that now in the next couple seconds. But how dare you put them in a position where if they don't hit the target, their entire careers are going to be put under a microscope by the English media that is so cruel to young Englishmen of color. And then you, of course, England being the racist country that they are. I think I went to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter not 10 seconds after the game ended and all you saw was just the most horrible things that you could possibly see. And you think to yourself like, this is Southgate's fault. This is all Southgate's fault. This is a team that could have been so much better prepared for this, but it's Southgate's fault. But And now, and now we're hearing rumors and we're hearing different discussions about how Southgate might get knighted and how he's getting a contract extension. Logan, at any point in time, if you want to step in, I'm just, I, I'm, I, I, it makes me sick. It it makes me sick. This all makes me sick to my stomach because at the end of the day, I forgot about like the night of talk. That's so funny. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like for me, this all makes me sick to my stomach that this guy might've ruined these three careers. There have been plenty of examples in history of people who have messed up for country and have never recovered for club. And you're going to take three kids and put them through what you put them through. I hate to agree with Josie. And it's the last thing I'm ever going to do. And honestly, after this, Logan transition into everything outside of it. But I hate to agree with Josie. Where are all the senior players? Where are the senior players going up to Southgate and going, No, we're not allowing you. To allow these kids to take these penalties. We're not allowing you. Where are where is Harry Kane stepping in and asking, you know, 
asking uh, Southgate to allow someone else to take penalties, allow someone who's been on the field, who has a who physically knows what the ball feels like. You look at Marcus Rashford, his first yeah, touch, his first touch. Someone taken a penalty before. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I look at this with Marcus Rashford, he bangs in penalties for fun, but when your first touch of the game is a penalty, you just don't know how the ball is going to leave your foot that day. That's like asking a sharpshooter in the NBA who sat on the bench for all four quarters, but I need a buzzer beater to win, and you put him in to take the shot. That's the first time he's taken a shot all game. Do you really think it's going to go in? The one thing I will say um, about Rashford's penalty is, and it, and it comes down to that being his first you know, meaningful touch in the game was that penalty. I think he really just overcomplicated it, overcomplicated it for himself. I mean, it, it was probably just in his head, like, holy shit, all I've done in this game is be in this spot to take this penalty. And he just completely in his he 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 just got into his own head i mean he did a stutter he did he did like a swivel like wind up and then stopped and then did it and i this is what i this is what i'm saying players just i'm not blaming rashford by any means i just think penalties go so much they're just so much more consistent i think if you just put your foot through it don't don't try and dance before you kick it don't don't do pauses don't do fucking hopscotches just just put your fucking foot through it. I and, and I'm not saying like that like I'm I'm, I'm behind Rashford 100%. Yeah. It's just in that just one specific thing, like what you had said Matt about about him that was his first touch. I I think that got into his head and he he just tried to do too much. Yeah, it and that's and that's and that's what I and I'm agreeing with you 100%. I felt like if Marcus Rashford was on the field for 10 or 15 minutes and he had the ability to touch the ball, make yeah. some movements, get the blood pumping a little bit, I bet you by the time he got to penalties, his nerves wouldn't have been as high and he would have just been able like you know what? I freaking banged PSG out of the freaking Champions League on a penalty. I'm going to fucking just slot this in. Like people forget that goal, that penalty that he scored against G. Luigi Buffon, he pinned that ball into the top corner. Like, but after playing 120 minutes of soccer, like, that's the other thing. Like, he had minutes under his skin. He was able to, like, calm down because he's like, hey, you know, I'm good. I got this. But when it's your first touch of the game... Like, the fact that it was complicated to the point where if the ball wasn't played out, we've already made the discussion of don't ever make substitutions on a corner kick. But, like, the fact that if he didn't make the Southgate didn't make the subs at that time, he would have ran out of time. Like, how late did you want to really leave it? Yeah, but that doesn't help his case. No, I'm not (laughs) saying it does. I'm 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 just specifically talking with Southgate, like... You, you can't, you cannot, you need to let these guys get, you know, they need to get their feet wet, if that makes any sense. You got to let them allow it to, like, just, like, burn off some steam before they take the most, impenal- the most important penalty of their life. Now, I'll transition this on to you, guys. Like, we already talked about it a little bit, but, like, of course. What did people in England do when a young, you know, a young man of color did not do well and honestly i forget the quote has escaped me when they score their english when they miss or don't do well they're not 
Yeah, that's when, a good summary. When, 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 when is, and again, I, I, I'm going to team up with something Rio Ferdinand said, which is FIFA, the FIFA president, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. This is all stuff we knew was going to happen if this situation came into fruition, and it did. And yet, this was still allowed to happen. This is ridiculous. You, you're allowing the players to do, you know, all this stuff, and the players are trying so hard to promote, you know, anti-racism, and yet these social media platforms and FIFA itself just seem to just not care. Like, there was no punishment for any of this stuff. And, of course, these people making these racial slurs and abuses all over social media will just disappear because that's one of the things about social media that you don't have to answer for the things you say. You could just disappear into the unknown. Like, what I, I gotta. What do you guys think should happen? What do you think these? Like, what do you think the next step needs to be? Because there needs to be some action. Oh, I don't know what the what the hell you even can do at this point because it's just it's just social media. Like everyone's just racist because they can just get away with it. Like. Just, delete twitter off of the planet that's about it really i mean that'd be that'd be great overall that would be pretty i I think pretty cool i think that would be great for society if you just deleted twitter and facebook i think instagram is a little bit different from those two things yeah it's all it's all toxic but still gets a lot yeah no i know it's all toxic it's it's all bad but well the problem is like everyone from twitter and facebook would just move to instagram so it doesn't really yeah solve any issues um i don't know i just i just like how fucking there's no there's no backlash on the fact that harry kane ha- went was completely invisible in this game i like you know it, it's just like oh it's no i i, th- I think he had a, he did not have a good game i, I and, but nobody's talking about that he he's your you know your country's best player he's your star striker and I don't think he had a very good game, and nobody's talking about it. All they're talking about are the fucking three black players that missed their penalties. Like, really? That's what you're going to talk about? How England couldn't fucking do it in the 90 minutes? Like, but no, no, it's 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 all about the penalties. I That's what gets me well, really heated. Yeah, well, and I, I agree with that. But, like, I don't I don't hold against Kane, because, like, Kane's not a counterattacking striker. They need the possession for him to matter and whatever... Italy at one point had 75% of the possession, I think, after, like, 50 minutes. He's not going to be able to do anything. He did pretty... He basically set up the fucking first goal, though, by him dropping deep and playing that but, long ball to but, and that's ex- But, but then other this, than that, yeah, but he, then, he, was, he was kind of, like, nah. And he then wasn't this, great. And then, and then this he goes back... But then this goes back to Southgate. If, if England were allowed to continue doing what they were doing, allowing their wingbacks to push forward and allowing Harry Kane to drop into open positions and be a distributor, England could have easily been up two to three nothing within the first half. Like this game could have been done and dusted. They could have been etching England's name into the trophy at halftime. Southgate making this team sit back and defend for 85 minutes it's just embarrassing. And honestly, like I said, it's absolutely disgusting that any of this is allowed to happen. And now he's getting going to get knighted and he's going to get a contract extension. Like, imagine doing nothing. Ima- yeah. Imagine failing at your job and be giving the, given the highest award humanly possible. 
I don't know about you guys. This is just my take, and I don't really care if we lose listeners because of this take. Um, I'm never rooting for the England national team ever the fuck again. And it's because of their fans, not because of their players. Um, All tournament, England fans have been booing the national anthem of other countries when they've been playing at Wembledy. First of all, you need to be some special type of fucking stupid to think that that's okay. That's number one. Number two, England fans have been crashing into Wembledy and over-exceeding the amount of, t- like, seats that they're allowed to have by FIFA standards do- under the new COVID protocols. People are literally fighting stewards, stewards and cops. Like, fighting cops, first of all, congratulations, you're stupid. Number two, you're fighting stewards who are literally making probably minimum wage, who are just there to just make sure you get to your seat. And you're fighting these people. And then you're on top. You're fighting other fans who are traveling to see these games, to watch their country. And you're fighting them because you think you're some almighty purpose in soccer. No. And now, the racism once again. I can't root for England because I just don't want their fans to be happy. If that makes any sense. No, that makes sense. England really showed their ass in this tournament as a country. It's bad whenever you're playing against Italy, and you're like just as bad as them. Uh, Italian fans are not known for their for them being um, uh, accepting of their of other races to say the least. And England fans are like, well, "What do you want better? What do you want better?" Um, another thing that I, I wanted to talk about is like, I don't get why you bring like. There's no downside to bringing on Rashford and. And Sancho before the 120th minute, if you're trying to, I don't know, win a football game and you need a goal, you bring on an attacker um, for a defender or like a center mid and play like aggressive and attacking. I don't know why. Like, I I get it was like a last ditch effort, but you could have also brought them on, I don't know, in regular time at some point. Jane Sancho could have brought, he could have been brought in during the 90 minutes or Jack Grealish. I, it was just bad from top to bottom. So I guess now this this kind of like begs the question: What's up with Southgate now? Like, does he get sacked? Do they try him out for the World Cup and then they see what happens in the World Cup and then they move on from him? Because he sure shit not getting knighted and getting a fucking contract extension now. Because he he shit the bed. Like every it's like every decision that he made in the final was a bad one. Like, he didn't, he didn't, it was like, oh, this sub was good, but this one didn't make, like, they were all shit. Every single decision was not good. So, JD, if you were England, would you keep Gareth Southgate for the next World Cup? No. No, you sack him immediately, and you, you bring somebody in to start preparing for the World Cup. Because you don't, you don't want, you don't, you do not want to go into the World Cup with a fresh coach. You just don't want it. Uh, Spain did it in 2018 and did not work out well for them, right? Yeah, that was 2018, right? That uh, yeah, it was 2018 Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That that did not work out for them, and and that's just a prime example of just going fresh into World Cup with a new coach. It doesn't work. But in even in that sense, if Gareth Southgate if Gareth Gareth Southgate gets knighted after this tournament, I mean there there's gonna be riots. There there will be riots. There's no way. One. England, I, there, England will be a will be the, stock if they if they knight him. He will him. be the most unrespected knight in in 
like recent British history. But, I, I just, I, Sir Alex, uh, Sir Alex be- Ferguson, and Sir Kenny Dalglish are gonna be like, what the fuck? Like, I, I they're like, what the fuck yeah, did he it, but do? That's exactly- that, that like, wait, what is the standard? And th- and that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, it just honestly drops every other person who's been knighted, and it drops them down three pegs. If Gareth Southgate gets knighted, it literally like it just ruins the entire system. Yeah, it's it's sad. Um, man, I think you said you should sack him. Um, I'm kind of with JD. I think that now is a good time to get rid of him and bring in another guy to prep for the World Cup. I don't see any sense in keeping him because the World Cup's only going to be harder than the Euros because you're throwing all of the fucking South American teams and some of the Asian teams in there as well that now he has to compete with, like it's i don't i just don't see what he does this will be my to fi- win th- you tournaments this will be my final saying for the entire podcast i'm done after this guys but you know what after watching this england team seeing who they have seeing how this team could play jd you ready in a beautiful perfect world i see a bielsa coached england squad and I just see this team win everything. Yeah, that team would be disgusting with an actual good manager. I mean, yes, I think imagine he, Bielsa, I think he's going to be Bielsa, at Leeds yeah. because he's he's doing. I, I don't think he I don't I don't think he leaves Leeds. Here's here's my answer. Fuck it, offer it to Frank Lampard. Because honestly, I think Lampard's problem Can't. was he didn't have enough experience. At the club level, in management, like day in, day out, or week in and week out with games. I'm saying give him the England job because he only has to, like, really do it a couple times a year. And he'll be more relatable to these players. These current players don't know Southgate. I mean, they just don't. Like, Like, they can't see him in their shoes. They can see fucking Frank Lampard in their shoes. Frank Lampard has been there for those games. I know Southgate has been there in those games like when he was a player, but I think Frank Lampard's a more relatable player and and manager to these current players. And I I know that's that's a that's a total shot. I don't think I don't think Lamp well maybe Lampard would do it if it was offered to him, but I I don't think it'll be offered to him, but I I, I think that could work out. I really do. I I I know that his time at Chelsea was not the best and he he was kind of brought in the shitty at a shitty in, into a shitty situation with the transfer ban, but think about it. You you're putting him into a situation where he doesn't have to make transfers. He just has to pick the best England players for the job, and I I would trust him on that. I, I would trust him on that. I, I don't think his tactics were bad. He just he he, I, he had to deal with the transfer ban, and I I, I don't know. I, I I really I really think that that might be at least an experiment. Do it for a couple windows. I mean, there's still there's still I I would say there's still if you sack Gareth Southgate right now, there's still plenty of time before the World Cup that you could experiment with a with a guy like Frank Lampard managing, at least for the interim. Yeah. And then if he doesn't work, just get Big Sam. <laughs> no, not Big Sam. Hasn't but... lost a game. Hey, hey, hasn't lost a game. You never know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> okay. Who knows? Hey, you know who's not doing anything? Zinedine Zidane. He's not managing. He might be a little bit better than Gareth Southgate. Who knows? 
Uh, no, he's he is on sabbatical until Didier Deschamps retires. Are you kidding me? And then, and then, yeah, is, I guess so. And, and but that, hey, you yeah. could try to swoop in though. You get that, that England money? Happen. No, it def- <laughs> but, that definitely won't happen. But that'd hey. be that'd be like Gerard, that'd be like Gerard going to Everton. It just won't happen. England fans can dream. England fans can dream. Those poor bastards. But yeah, either way, we we didn't really talk too much about Italy. Congratulations, Italy. They deserved it. They were a phenomenal team. They beat the shit out of everyone pretty much. Um, and they were great. They definitely deserved to win it. Um, Mancini, he came in. Th- this team missed the 2018 World Cup. You couldn't tell by how they played, but they played absolutely out of their skin. So congratulations to Italy for sure. But guys, that's going to be the episode. And again, it's that time of the year. The Euros are over now. It's just it's just going to be preseason and fucking transfer talk until until the season starts. So very much looking forward to that. But guys, thank you so much for listening. We love and appreciate every single one of y'all. Have a safe weekend, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Be safe, y'all. Peace out. Goddamn it, Logan. Love you.